0: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the PC Perspective Podcast. We're at episode 728. This is being recorded on June 21st, 2023. That's right. The year is almost half over.
1: I'm Sebastian Peek. I'm Jeremy Hellstrom. I'm Brett Van Sprunberg. And I'm Kent Burgess, replacing right. Sir not appearing in this episode.
0: Yeah, Josh, he's on the road. So all of Josh's fans, you might be tuning out right now. Please, though, consider sticking around because we have some stuff to talk. i about have a week. burger yeah exactly <laughs> and you know what let's just we'll, we'll, we'll briefly mention the usual stuff uh patreon.com slash pc go there and put your name here we'll, here. we'll add and it. maybe
2: we'll bring josh back
0: uh let's go to kent in an undisclosed location kent uh, you ate a burger this week is that correct
1: i did i had a burger today um for my 20th wedding anniversary, my wife and I went to a uh, probably the best burger place in Asheville, North Carolina. Ooh. It's a restaurant called Please Juicy Lucy's.
2: Oh, no, that's much better.
1: Juicy Lucy's. Um, they have uh, a really wide choice. You can choose the type of protein you put on uh, your burger from uh, standard ground beef to bison to chicken to uh, pork ribs, whatever you want. Um, And then they've got a variety of uh, toppings. I I was slightly disappointed. They used to have a burger that was, uh, I believe they called it the Aloha, that had grilled pineapple and a teriyaki barbecue sauce that was absolutely just wonderful. And they don't offer that anymore. So this is a bison burger with applewood smoked bacon, cheddar cheese, uh, sweet potato fries, um, and a tangy barbecue sauce in the container there. And up above that is a peanut butter and strawberry jelly milkshake. Fantastic.
0: Sorry. What? That sounds huh? horrible.
1: Huh? Oh, it was wonderful. Peanut butter. Did they blend strawberry jelly. Is that what you just and It's a, actually, and that's crunchy peanut butter as well.
3: Did so. they blend the bread in as well? Or did they? I, no, I mean, no, they must
2: no. Have, right?
1: No, mm-hmm. no. But it, it was, uh, they, they have a variety of milkshakes. Uh, last year, I believe I had a pecan pie milkshake there that was wonderful. Um, so, and they changed the flavors out on the milkshakes regularly. So, I thought I would give that a try and it was really fantastic.
0: Yeah, we're, we're not going to bury the lead. I mean, it's probably the thumbnail to this podcast. Intel has discontinued. The ARC A770 graphics card. <gasps> Notice I didn't say limited edition GPU. Yes, this is just clickbait. It's EOL. It really was a limited edition. There's a product change notification. It's PCN119598-00. There's a PDF linked in the article at PCPro.com. I screenshotted it for you, though the a770 graphics card product discontinuance end of life june 30 2023 Mm. that's the limited edition the 16 gigabyte version it's been out of stock for a while well it's never coming back oh bh photo still has one Mm. they did so i tweeted Mm. out a link to that earlier not affiliated or anything just hey want one of these things before they disappear forever
1: so I did look on Newegg earlier, and the non-Intel version of the 770 16-gigabyte um, by, I believe, I mean, is it the, ASRock The that it non,
3: does? non-limited edition.
1: Non-limited edition, but it's still the 16-gigabyte, um, which only in the, the Intel card is only this, this is the only 16-gigabyte version.
0: Yeah, because the other one is the BiWin. No, wait a minute. Okay. This is where it gets confusing. No, it's There's a cheaper one on Amazon right now yeah. and it's the ASRock Phantom Gaming Arc, but it's only 8 gigs. That's 3 Heretic. 31050.
1: There was a 16 gig earlier um and it's the the different ASRock model. Yes, it's the Oh no, it's the Acer model.
0: No, yeah, it's the Bi, it's the Bywin aka Acer Predator yes. Arc A770. Yes.
1: Wow, it's front. gone up $10 since I was on the website an hour and a half ago. It was 329 earlier. Demand, it, it's. I was thinking about making that my pick of the week, but I elected for another
0: one. Oh, okay. Anyway, yeah, it's, uh, it's a sad day because not because I think this is the end of ARC or anything. It's just that that was the go to 16 gigabyte card for around $300, $350. If you were interested in testing out Arc, and it's, and there's yet another uh, driver today, by the way, yes, just updating, that. It updating it and updating it and updating it and gets better and better. My concern <laughs> about this is uh, without Intel selling their own card and the fact that your partners consist only of Azrock and the new Acer, which is a company called Bywin, using the Acer and predator names, that's it. Those are your two options. And only one of those is 16 gigabytes. So if Acer decides to stop selling a 16 gigabyte RK770, then it's just over. Yeah, Maybe you're going to need
2: Battlemage really quick if they stop doing that. Yeah. And I don't think we're going to see Battle Mage really quick. I thought that was next year. Yeah, I think we're still more than six months off.
1: I really hope they don't kill it. I am I think that they've got a good future in it if they can just stick with it, uh, especially with the drivers. Every time they come out with new drivers, the performance just keeps getting better mm-hmm. and better and better and better. Uh, so much better than when it first released in pretty much every title. Uh, and it's really become a very viable card at the price range now. Uh, The 770 16 gig and and the 750 8 gig is really where it's at as far as value.
2: Yeah, no, I mean they never officially said this, but these were always sort of a proof of concept to say, hey, yeah, we're Intel and we can make a graphics card, and we're not going to be discreet about it. So yeah, without the next, if they try and kill it off now, that would be ridiculous. I'd love to see what the next generations can be when you've got the experience uh, of putting out an entire, you know, the card, like I want to say a generation of card, but I mean, it's, it's a very first generation, but you've put out an entire line. You've learned some stuff. You figured some stuff out. You are apparently got an amazing driver team. So as long as you don't fire them and you uh, keep up with the next Silicon, I mean, it would be silly to dump this right now. Although they could also say, wow, this would be really good if we just focused on HBM and try to compete with AMD and NVIDIA in that end of the market, which is worth a lot more than you gamers. I mean, we we pretend to love you and all, but you, you really aren't got the cash that a large corporation has. So I, if it dies, I bet that's what it'd be. I really hope it doesn't though. I'd like to see a next uh, generation or three.
3: Projections had it at uh, the four, meter, uh, four nanometer node from TSMC. And at uh, earliest was going to be Q2 of 2024. So that's when we could hope to see Z2. That
0: I hope seems, I pronounced uh, that one right. Seems too late. <laughs> it does. Uh, so you know, we have told- quite
3: a lot of time between now and then be- before they have a legitimate higher higher end for them replacement. And that's going to be
0: about the 4070 Ti supposedly get best guesstimate range. Mm-hmm. of That clearly is not a market they want to play on if they're discontinuing that card they have virtually no Mm -hmm. partner support here in this country anyway look at their twitter account intel graphics on twitter and the latest tweet from them is an a750 and then there's a they're featuring an a750 again talking about performance increases with XeSS. the the last several things from intel i've seen only talk about the A seven fifty. So it seemed like the writing was on the wall that they were going to be moving on from there, yeah. just focused on the mid range. Because you know, A seven seventy is kind of, I guess, upper mid range. Though, don't sell that to Nvidia because apparently the new mid range is yeah. four hundred dollars. So,
1: uh, yes, the, the, the seven the seven seventy eight gig did not outperform the seven fifty by much at all, uh, single percentage points in most applications. Uh, the 770 16 gig was, was substantially better in, in some titles. But, the, yeah, I can see that the 770 might not be selling where the 750 is, could be very, selling very well. Um, because as we saw in the, the sales graph for graphics cards last week, Intel's little blue line at the bottom of the chart was the only one that was trending up. Those red mm-hmm. and green lines were going down quickly um people aren't wanting to are showing that they're not wanting to spend four hundred dollars on a 60 series card there or you you know whatever anybody's asking (laughs) this is true yeah Uh, i mean the the economy is not in a great place
0: i'm glad that kent is on here because i i enjoy uh you know, asking him questions about some of the choices that he's made with his builds. And, you know, recently, he came to his senses and realized that a 12900KS is just not going to cut it anymore, because there's a 13900KS (laughs) available. And you did get that, didn't you? Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Uh, That's irrelevant now, because it has an I in the name. It's it's Passé. Intel... Is rebranding desktop processors. The era of the i9 is over. Now it's going to be Core 9. So just forget about the i, and that's that's it. No problem. Just Core i9. There is I5, no i I7. in Intel?
1: Well, I mean,
0: <laughs> th- this isn't the 486 era anymore. You don't need the i. Oh, era. I see. Okay. So, you know, Core in- 3. Intel
1: core has 5. only one i, so it doesn't have depth perception.
0: I, I don't see a problem with this. And then, <laughs> wait a minute. There oh. has to be a confusing part always. It can't just be a shift from i3 to three, no, because there's also going to be a new line of processors called Ultra.
3: So there'll be Wait, an Ultra. Where have 9 I heard this? And a nine. Where, where have I heard this? I've heard this before. Oh, I can't imagine. Some, somewhere it escapes me. From somewhere
0: now. out there. So they haven't decided on the final processor numbering yet. So that's going to add another layer of confusion, possibly, because there's going to be a number, number, and then an uh, unknown and, you know, part of their brand strategy. Well, how long could
2: you hold out at five digits for? Like, that was getting ridiculous.
0: (laughs) Does the Ultra take the place of a product like K and KS? Apparently not, but yeah so, okay, what is a not- non ultra then? Is that the kf or just the the one without the letter at the end or I don't know. I,
3: I can't wait to see the mobile branding for this and how many numbers and letters are going to be on that now.
0: Intel rebranding that's the key. That's the answer to everything. so is are they still going to have the gen modified? is it gonna be fourteenth gen fifteenth gen that kind of a thing? Well,
2: they don't no. have to do it for the first time they do it. But for the second generation of ultra now they have to figure out what it is that they're gonna do.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's is it going to be
2: the ultra mega nine.
1: <laughs> and that's the not ultra coming Hyper until nine? Meteor Lake. Uh, so my understanding yeah. is the 14th gen we've got coming this fall is not the new architecture. And it will be, you know, fourteen nine hundred, fourteen seven hundred, whatever. That that's my current understanding of what I've read.
0: Yeah. Um, the, the rumor is that it's just a, a refresh.
1: A refresh. And so everyone had been thinking that uh, the uh, the girl. Z690 and 790 boards were a dead end. Um, but at uh, Computex, we saw several manufacturers showing new boards that they're going to be, re- be releasing later this year. Um, and when I was uh, actually updating the BIOSes on my two gigabyte motherboards to prevent the security flaw in them, uh, one of the things that the new BIOS has said uh, in addition to patching the security uh, uh, issue was that they are supporting next gen Intel processors. So that tells me that this is going to be LGA 1700, and uh, 690 and 790 boards are going to be running able to run this process.
0: Yeah, take that AMD. With your AM4, set Z790, it's the new, wait, no, it's Z690. <laughs> Z690 is the new AM4. Generation after generation mm. of refreshing uh, customers. Uh, I
1: think it would be LGA 1700 would be the, the, the more oh, accurate. See. Yeah, all right. yeah. Hmm. It,
2: it would be. I, I do think it is really crass of them, though, to suggest that a Meteor refreshed Raptors. I mean, that's a little too soon, isn't it? I see where you're trying to go. Oh. It's an old joke.
0: All right, let's move on. Uh, Indeed. To Germany. Our next, our next Intel news story on the podcast. Vo- Vo- the bar. Bar. <laughs> German nice. oh, This is a fabulous story, by the way, from Jeremy Hellstrom. Thank you. About, uh, you know, that mega fab. They got something like 10... Billion euros, maybe eleven.
2: Uh, yeah, eleven. Uh, well, no, okay. yeah, uh, the equivalent of eleven billion uh, U.S. Okay, so, we'll nine billion euros.
0: So they're going to build a new fab in Germany. They're going to yeah. break ground two, in the second half of this two year. Two fabs Oh, okay. And it's not ready anytime soon. This is uh, coming online in 2027 if all goes well. Writes Jeremy Hellstrom yeah. at PCPro.com.
2: But uh, no, Intel is, is really getting serious about diversifying uh, where their fabs are for, you know, relatively obvious reasons for anyone that's paying attention. Uh, nice. So the Polish uh, fab is getting expanded by 50% and will be done later this year, but won't be Intel four, like the two German ones will. Uh, the, and so we're, we're Ireland. Uh, the Ireland fab is also going to be Intel four as well. Uh, There's a couple of others that they're putting up uh, in, uh, I think it's just one very large one in Israel. And and they've already broken ground officially now, I think on a couple of sites in the US. So they're, uh, they're getting serious about spreading themselves around and uh, trying not to get wiped out by a single disaster. It's it's interesting. And, you know,
1: if there's any if there's any countries in the world you can count on not to have political upheav- upheaval, it's Germany, Ireland, and Israel, and Poland, and Poland.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and you know, you guys down south, you you do that every once in a while. I couldn't help but fast. think of your
3: of your sixty nine million year old joke when you started talking about a singular disaster and mm-hmm. the meteor lake metaphor.
0: But anyway, hey, it's, it's going to be a theme though moving on yes let's talk about something other than intel uh, let's mm. talk about amd let's keep things oh. fair and balanced goodness, yes goodness yes yes but uh, also this is another depressing topic because if you if you didn't need any more proof that graphics card overclocking this generation is kind of dead oh <laughs> let's look yeah. at the fps review trying to overclock the rx 7600 because i mean what else are you going to do it's an affordable card but it doesn't have it doesn't, the performance is fine, but it's not super exciting. So, why not buy a cheap card and just overclock the snot out of it like we used to back in the old days? Oh, yeah. Is there any gas in the tank? Did AMD leave performance on the table with the well, 7600? The they
2: didn't not. leave you enough power envelope to be able to find out, really. Because the most they could do was feed an extra 12% power. Hmm. And there was a hard limit there. So, you know. Exactly. What are you going to do? Because I mean, all the cool kids are underclocking now and undervolting. So, <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> so they, they capped out at a 12% boost in uh, the uh, adrenaline and that literally they managed 150 megahertz higher on the Ram and the GPU got an ice screaming hundred megahertz.
0: So, you went from 2.9 <laughs> gigahertz look, to pay. three. It all paid off because look at the results. In Returnal at 1080p, Epic graphic settings, they went from 81 frames per second to 83.
3: You, I do have to note that they specify that they are using an upscaler um, mm. in order to get these, yes. these stratospheric FPS. <laughs> F-
2: F- <laughs> F-
0: yes. Like a <laughs> <Protocol. laughs> 65 frames per second, up from 63. With you know <laughs> HQ upscaling in both cases.
1: Hey, hey, that was sixty-two point seven, not that sixty-three. Was up, I was
0: rounding up,
1: but yes, true. It was, it's true. Two,
0: it's a full two point three frames per second faster on average in that game. Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two goes from one hundred four to one hundred seven with the overclock. I mean, you can yeah. expect low single digit FPS increases from overclocking just about any GPU this generation, not just AMD. It's uh, it's depressing. I bought a 560 Ti at one point in my life and overclocked it to the point where I was checking benchmark results against the stuff that was out there. And I got it pretty much on par with a 570. So I was very happy. You Mm, get the Ti, you move up to the 70 with overclocking. You could do that with the 600 series, I think the 700 series. I didn't have much, uh, I didn't have any 900 series cards. So I don't know about that, but. It's just not really a thing anymore. The the major looks like
3: um, mid one fifty watt was about as much as as hard as they could push that seventy six hundred. I'm going to guess, which is on par with uh, it's underneath a twenty sixty at one hundred sixty five watts. Mm. Uh, previous generation looks like that maxed out at about one hundred seventy two. The sixty six hundred XT. So that's the realm they're playing in. 4060 Ti, which is a lot of people's favorite card now, from my understanding, uh,
0: is uh, about 159. Wow, about as far as that one can be pushed. I wish Josh were here because he could explain to us that the reason there's not a whole lot of overclocking headroom with modern graphics cards is because they are really pushing things as far as they can. They're tight. Yeah, it's, they're so it, tight. They're they're already maximizing performance. So the well, they came up with algorithms.
3: Internal algorithms that allow maximizing the performance of the card via power application scaling, things of that nature that pretty much optimize the card fairly well out of the box. Mm-hmm. And manual overclocking, unless you're going to do as Sebastian was saying, some sort of manual undervolting, you're pretty much out of luck. Hmm. Well,
2: I know it's a weird new world where undervolting is the biggest thing now. And
0: Honestly, sometimes it pays off. Exactly. Higher clock speed, more power draw,
1: mm-hmm. lower temps. I think Der Bauer has, has, in a couple of his videos, brought up why undervolting is so important to him. Because in Germany, where he is, electricity is really expensive compared to the United States. I'm not sure what it's like in Canada. Uh, but in Europe, it's very high. And so... Um, the the people over there are very big into undervolting these cards, that especially like forty eighties, um, because uh, Derbauer has shown that you can undervolt a forty eighty down to like two hundred and fifty watts, and it performs like ninety nine percent of what it mm-hmm. does stock, um, yeah. at yeah. a much higher it's- power draw.
3: That's that's not hyperbole. I think it's it's more on the range of maybe 40-ish percent undervolt and you're within 90% of the maximum performance of the card right in that era, but it's a very significant and you're right about the electricity costs in Europe and many other countries where undervolting is very popular.
0: But hey, forget about that 7600 because you can buy an RTX 4060 Ti right now at newegg.com for $380. That's right, it's $20 off. I don't think the market I- liked that. I wonder how it price very
3: much. I, I, I read this is one of the the fastest intro to price reductions like in the history of GPUs. It's yeah. like right in there of yeah. like unbelievably quick. This is still probably over, overpriced, but uh you know they're heading in the right direction.
2: Whatever <laughs> happened to their sister site? Is that still oh, around? oh just just GPU? Let's check
0: in on that <laughs> show. Let's move on to a story about what? the internet of uh, SEO optimizations. This looks like Google. What are you talking about? Are you telling me that Google search yeah. results are becoming less and less reliable every day? <laughs> Speaking uh, of personal. You haven't noticed yet? Yeah. Or did you drink the Kool-Aid they sent you? No, I have noticed that there's yeah. more garbage. You've got a brain worm now. That's uh,
2: Yeah. No, this mm-hmm. is, uh, and I, uh, I, I did not have much time because I've got a full bloody rant behind this. Cause I mean, SEO optimization bugs me to the very core of my being it's keywords and backlinks that you can actually, if you just decide to buy eight different sites and put them up and all you do is backlink between each other, you're good chance that Google is not even going to bloody well notice this, but we have found another way that AI is going to ruin everything. (laughs) SEO optimization and large language models are a match made in heaven. Because people are searching and they're looking for stuff that has keywords in it and large language models go out and find keywords. And so you can now hire an SEO optimization company, which will use a large language model to pad the descriptions of your products so that all of a sudden you are selling a coat hanger, but it is describing how, uh eco-friendly the metal last the metal will be uh the uh handcrafted spinning of the final lo- and they will just pump it full of keywords that the search engines our, will pick up on because that's our, what the our, search engines are metal, on our our pop metal is sustainably farmed <laughs> yes <laughs> but they will literally dump that in there it doesn't have to mean anything as a human, you're never going to read the bloody full description that goes on for eighteen paragraphs with nine uh, eight, eight glossy t- 10, ah where is where did it go uh, eight by ten glossy color pictures with pictures and arrows and a pull paragraph on the back of each one. You're never going to read that, but the search engines do, right? And now the search engine, which is a large language model, is getting fed by a large language model, and they are in love. And so, if you pay for this this service will ensure that you bury everyone around you. So that if you're a little small mom and pop shop, or you're just someone starting out with a new product, unless you pay, you are never going to show up in search results anymore. And the thing is that you can't really break, or sorry, you can't really fix Google search because this is how it was built in the beginning. You would have to toss it out and start it up all over again. So, yeah, the the portable lamp will have 18 descriptions, including, you know, farm to table in there somewhere, because that's what SEO loves. That's what search engines love. Mm, Are you suggesting that
3: these are are AIs talking to each other?
2: Yes. Well, no, they're large Mm. language models spewing bullshit Mm. into each other's mouths (laughs) in some sort of vomitorium that is just horrible to picture, but... Seriously, it is that bad. <laughs>
1: there and should be an accompanying
2: graphic. <laughs> oh, I
1: think that's the worst sentence I've ever heard in my life. No, no.
2: <laughs> Thank you.
1: But it's going to get worse because I can
2: use an LLM to make it worse. Um, yeah, this is the way that's going to go. And because it is sort of the basis of what, uh, Sergey and, and Paige decided to do for their Google search. Mm-hmm. There, there's no, it, it's not a bug, it's a feature. And it's going to be harder and harder to find things. And I was going to say that with the Reddit blackout, I mean, that was if you were trying to find an answer, there were two things to do. Either you posted a wrong answer to someone's question and immediately got corrected, or you added Reddit to the search. And so you wanted to pull it from Reddit where people were actually talking and the search terms were based off of what you were looking for. Not what a search engine thought. It's and and yeah, Central Kazoo. Fair enough. It's the ads too. Although the ads at this point are so superfluous, and ninety percent of the time, I can't even tell what the ad is until the logo comes up at the very end. It, it's yeah. It's just can it, I it, can it I just advocate that, sooner or later that people pre-
3: perhaps try DuckDuckGo as for their search, just try it. It's I think it's slightly better. It's it's less intrusive I, in this manner anyway. It's less horrible? Yes, it's less horrible. I've actually yeah.
1: been experiencing t- uh, this with DuckDuckGo as well where it seems to be pulling up just n- a humongous ton of crap for search results before you actually get to what you were looking for.
3: Sounds like Bing <laughs> The pile might be slightly not quite as deep <laughs> as uh, it is. It's, it's, it's
1: not I as bad, know. but yeah, it's not as bad, but it's 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 worse than it was. Mm-hmm. Um, True. And I've I've actually been wondering why has this suddenly gotten so crappy, and until I saw this story, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, because it, it's weaponized as well. Yeah. So
2: even though DuckDuckGo is trying not to do it, and it also they being poisoned like the. The big uh, poison is what you're the, saying? The glue yeah, because <laughs> What there's engine does, we does go use? Oh, I don't remember. It's been a long time.
0: Is it actually its own? Or does it use Google?
2: I, it used to be, which is hmm. why I say I don't know right now. Hmm. But yeah, no, it was... Like It pulls a lot from Bing, but it filters out a lot of the... Uh, oh. Like, if you search they, for they a, quote an answer from a, Microsoft, DuckDuckGo would come up with a site from Microsoft. Bing would not come up with a Microsoft site. <laughs> so it's a bit better.
0: Isn't Bing based on Yahoo search originally? There's a lot of cross-pollination with search engines.
2: Yeah, well, that's why
0: I ask. Okay, well. Anyway. Shall we, shall we move on? Y- yeah. Yes, I, yeah, yeah, a few, I have a choices are
3: few out there choices are few out there choose your search engine wisely
0: yes you you can't win you can try to you just need to educate yourself on how to parse through the the nonsense Waiting through it it. yeah but to do that the the nonsense will now be
2: 800 pounds of vomit for that one little bit that's going to be worth Mm. it you're you're invoking the visual again. Thank you.
0: Yes. Oh, it's it's
2: uh, that's exactly what it is.
0: Speaking of visuals, look at Oh, you're not going to say it before Brett again, are you? Look at this picture. Yes, I am. beautiful big box store that sells computer parts. What is this business called, Brett? I Perhaps you can't read it from
3: here, but it's called Micro Center. Micro I'm thinking Center. of a new I'm thinking of a new segment for the show called Feel Good Story of the Week. This would definitely fall under the Feel Good Story of the Week. Micro Center is branching out beyond just their announced Indianapolis store. Now coming to two new cities, Miami, Miami, Florida, and Charlotte, North
0: Carolina. Isn't that awesome? When all all three (laughs) new stores open, the company (laughs) will have a total of 28 stores in 19 states. Wow. That's really close to 50. Yeah, it is. Now, if you go...
3: If you go in and sign up on the, there's some pages uh, that are up for the Charlotte, Miami store. If you go sign up for a notification email for when the store is live, you'll get a coupon to come into the store and get a free 128 gigabyte uh, flash drive. So, you know, just throwing it out there, unpaid sponsorship, just like (laughs) just a fan, just a fan of the store here at for my local Micro Center.
0: Does Micro Center have merch? Can we get Micro Center shirts and hats and just wear them? You know, I oh, I guarantee you, we
3: could. This story has brought Kent to tears, for goodness sakes.
1: Yes. Listen to that. That's, that's to beautiful. Uh, that's Charlotte, beautiful uh, Charlotte at the speed limit it's only about an hour and a half away. And in my mm-hmm. AMG, it's less than that. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for Security Corner.
0: And we have Yay! to talk about routers again. Have you updated the firmware on your ASUS router yet? You need
2: to. If you haven't, you should unplug it.
3: When do we have a story that doesn't have a hacked router? I don't know. It's been a
2: while. Uh, I mean, I think the next one maybe. Okay. Yeah, no, uh, a bunch of, uh, ASUS routers, uh, the, the list is there, but it ranges from the, 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 crazy looking spider one to some of their more basic ones, uh, ROG just straight through the ASUS, uh, bog standard, they have some serious vulnerabilities. My favorite of which is almost five years old uh, and allows arbitrary code execution on the router, but they finally (laughs) fixed it uh, including a nice one that not only allows them to provide denial of service on you, but also execute code. And so more or less they turn you into a source for the distributed denial of service that they're doing to other people to get them to do it. So yeah, the update is very quick. The ASUS has put together a nice. Uh, you can either go to a full support website, which just lists all of them, or you can go to your specific one. But yeah, you you probably want to do this like right fricking now. And apparently, part of the download when you're when you're installing the firmware is reminded it. By the way, if you're still using the password that shipped with this router you should reconsider life choices because that's just dumb i'm paraphrasing but seriously don't leave the default password on the router i mean sure there's still probably one hardwired in that you can't fix but just don't put the gui one just change it please
0: let's move on
2: to making fun of amazon yeah this seems wise
0: is that what this Ah. is (laughs) Hackers, <laughs> so
2: we're gonna get cut off. You know, again. <laughs> they exactly they're gonna they're gonna figure this out and
3: go cut that stream. Uh this is interesting. The exploit is obvious when you sort of figure out what it is that's going on here, but they've obfuscated the the technique that the hackers are actually applying here. What the hackers have noticed for several open source packages that are hosted out of Git or wherever is that many of them rightfully and reasonably so, uh, fetch certain elements of what they need when they start up like a version of a latest injectable item from a secure uh, link, which is often an Amazon S3 bucket. Because those S3 buckets are attached to an account and those accounts need to be attached to a, um, a way to Re- recuperate the dollars that it takes to run such a thing, sometimes those expire, okay? But the software outlives that that expiration at Amazon. So you end up with what appears to be an abandoned S3 bucket. And that means that the software startup is referring to a, a bucket name that is essentially free for the taking.
2: So and there, there's a ahead. hole in my bucket, dear Liza, <laughs> yes. dear Liza. Yeah there's a hole in my bucket that's a
3: uh, kind of the, t- the case here so the software dutifully starts up goes to a, a an s3 a named s3 bucket and helpfully grabs a named file and pulls it down and and runs it and it injects it and it installs it just like it's programmed to do except the account that was owning that S3 bucket has expired or, the, or uh, it's no longer maintained properly and that name essentially becomes up for grabs. So hackers are starting to tune into these bucket names uh, that are no longer being properly maintained and owning them. And then looking at what the software that was referencing those buckets is doing, creating an installable piece that it would have normally grabbed as part of its normal startup, and helpfully allowing that legitimate software to grab something illegitimate and hackish, pull it into your system and inject it with uh, malware. Helpfully, so so is Amazon at fault here? Eh, not especially. Uh, it's hard to say, you know, what's really going on here. But Amazon is convenient you know, for finding these sorts of things and uh, using it to facilitate nastiness.
0: Zytel. I've never heard of them. Am I in the minority? Do they make yes. Mass uh, network attached storage devices. Yeah. No, these and are, routers,
3: networking gear. They make a variety of, okay. of standalone network,
2: network fixtures. Uh, and they're popular with hackers because they are low cost, but yet so juicy. So very, very, <laughs> juicy (laughs) and so uh the firewalls the vpns and of course the actual products were hit hard like it was a a concerted effort to try and get in there uh it's it's nasty because there are a couple of them that they still have no workarounds or mitigations for there are some patches so that you're only Partially vulnerable, which is kind of nice, but you know, there's some weird malicious HTTP request that they're doing, which, boom, all of a sudden you don't need authentication and you can get into really what you shouldn't be able to. It's they're, they're keeping a lot of, their, of the, the details quiet, which means, of course, that we haven't patched it, we'd like you to know about it, but we can't give you details about what the attack is because it hasn't been patched yet. And Hey, that's, that's fair. But yeah, uh, you, you really, this point, if you've got, a Zytel NAS, do not expose it to the internet period, end of sentence, just, just <laughs> lock it down, get it off. Now the, the, the call is coming from inside the house at this point. Yeah. They,
3: they will find you, you will be hacked. And you won't know it. And then you'll be a bad actor.
2: And there's nothing you can do about it.
0: No. It's time for gaming quick hits. And it's demo time. Steam Next Fest. Say that three times fast. Runs until Monday. Yep. But becoming more uh, frequent than it used to be.
2: Like this used to be like a sort of a once a year thing. And now I'm like, wait a second. I've already played this one. The Steam has been nice and they've sort of broken it down a little bit so that you can actually pick by genre of game or you want multiplayer, single player, you want uh, it to be like really dark and grim dark, or do you want it to be casual and fun? So you can actually filter a little bit to try and chew through all of them. Rogue, or rock, paper, scissors was or rock, paper, shotgun. And they'll shoot me for that. Uh, it was nice enough to choose 14 that they liked, but Hey, just dig around there. There are some repeats from previous ones, but there are some really interesting looking ones. I mean, I remember commandos and commandos was great. I never did play Batman Arkham asylum, but apparently there's a swashbuckling game with the same sort of combat style where you're looking at color coded things to hit, instead of being Batman, you're a 17th century swashbuckler. I think I, I was thinking about trying that one out. Uh, there's of course the story ones. Uh, good Lord. There's a couple of souls, like shockingly, Uh life, couple life city builders. Pee. It's, it's apparently based on the adventures of Pinocchio. I've never heard of this one before. I, I I've never even played a souls. Like I'm sure I suck at them, but I'm kind of curious. Uh, what Pinocchio meets Bloodborne is kind of like that. I mean, the original Pinocchio was kind of dark, but not that dark. So interesting to see. But the thing is that until Monday, you've got a whole crap load of demos to try out and you should, because we all need to buy more steam games. We will never play because they just get added to the end of the queue. (laughs)
3: Yep, I I liked that that line in your uh, review. That's that suggested that we needed more games that we weren't actually playing in our. Steam I mean library. to. So I plan on it. Thank you I'm for telling the truth. It. It's the truth. Seriously, we
2: don't like to admit it, but it's true for a lot of us. No, I'm going to finish the Thunder un- Saga un- one day. I swear it. <laughs>
1: I think that Unplayed Steam Games is actually the holding up the economy of the uh, video game business entirely.
3: <laughs> it's actually, it's also a great name for a band.
1: Yeah. I was Steam, games. Say. Steam, backlog. Steam, games. Steam
3: yeah. backlog.
0: Steam Backlog. Yeah. People will get it. I don't know if they would. Backlog. Some people would. Steaming Backlog. It sounds like something mm. else. Mm. I mean, Unplayed it's Steam like games. Is probably
1: still a good name for a band steaming. It's still a good name. <laughs> yep. Somebody, somebody,
0: somebody work on that. Yeah. So I want to hear your,
3: <laughs> that's a cover tape. band. Yep. Send us your demo tape. When, if, when you guys do a, a take of it,
1: that would be a cover band for primus. Hmm.
2: Yeah. And Noel, you don't have to buy them. They're demos. You just play it. You yeah. don't have to pre-order. It. You just try it and you go. Yep. Yeah. That's ah, a bag of shit. I'm never gonna buy it. Or you go, hey, yeah, I'd like to throw some money at you, but I still don't trust you enough to pre-order. Because don't trust friends. Do not friends. Ah, friends do not let friends pre-order. We live in a society where you just don't just do not pre-order anymore.
3: I pre-order you know, the, the new system. Our field will be.
2: I pre-order the new well, system. I kick-started shock. it. That's 92. different. See, all right. We agree, because then you that's just gambling. I mean, is it going to come out? Is it not going to come out? I don't know. I don't know. But hey,
1: here's the movie. I, I was pre-order. very tempted to start pre-order. Well, I, I know that I'm going to probably buy the uh, Cyberpunk expansion, and so I was tempted to pre-order it, but I haven't yet. And uh, then I saw the trailer for the new uh, Star Wars game, Uh, that's coming out next year. And I figured, you know, I will probably end up pre-ordering that because I know that I'm going to buy it when it comes out anyway. So, you know, if I get extra stuff from pre-ordering, I might pre-order it because I'm uh, apparently addicted to Star Wars.
2: I mean, fair, but Kent, this is how we ended (laughs) up with the prequels, was people pre-ordering.
3: Kent, you make a really good point. Sebastian is the only one not wearing a Star Wars themed shirt tonight.
1: Not true. Oh my God. <laughs> I had not noticed that.
2: <laughs> this this is uh, Robbie Burns. he has
1: gone to, to plaid.
2: <laughs> it, in the shape of one <laughs> uh,
3: well, it did sort of look like the, it looks the, like text the opening scroll. crawl. It looks like the yes, opening crawl. Yes, that
2: I didn't Care? know it was okay. the opening oh, no, crawl. Yeah, it Glenn looked like Cairn the opening it's Robbie Burns is owed to Scotch. All right.
0: All right. The Sleeper Hits of Summer Game Fest 2023 is the name of this story at Ars Technica. Are there any good ones, or is this just?
3: Well, the point here is that if mainline gaming and what everybody else is playing is just not your cup of tea, these games actually do seem to rate, but not a lot of people have found or are playing them yet. And it's a little bit offbeat, some of them. Foam, Such as the one you're at, Foam Stars. Foam Stars, yeah. It's PS5, you know, PS4, PS5. Oh, it's a Splatoon-like.
0: I yeah, Splatoon like, yeah, Splatoon like
3: A genre. Okay. Well, Splatoon itself was kind of a kind of a hit and had a, a right. bit of a unique concept in some ways. So I can see some people aping it, um, but there's some more serious pieces here like uh, Immortals. Um, anyway, we'll provide the link in the in the show. Uh, notes and and things of that nature, but this is these are some indie titles that may be worth your your time to take a look. If you know playing a game that everybody else is playing is just like so passe that you couldn't right. you couldn't bear
0: it. Try these. It's just not cool. It's not cool to yeah. like mainstream stuff. Yep. Okay. Um, something about EA Sports here. I don't know why we're linking to. Okay, never mind. Something about EA Sports here. EA sports and EA games splitting apart in an internal shakeup. What is happening?
1: The forces are always so sad.
0: Well, even when
1: it's EA. Okay. Maybe you're uh, right.
2: Yeah. I mean, I would like to see a breakup with EA a lot and not just sports, but you know, just the whole company because they keep ruining things.
3: Well, good so news. Yeah, the, old, and- the Old Republic is moving to a third-party developer. Star Wars, uh, the yeah. Old Republic is moving out. But anyway, keep going. It's moving EA out. Games. They're divorcing, <laughs> and that game is moving out.
2: <laughs> EA Games, the, the the travesty of our generation, apart from, you know, Bethesda and a couple of other people I can mention, uh, is divorcing from EA Sports, the division that just makes money hand over fist. From uh, football to American football, F1, NHL, Mm -hmm. soccer. They do, uh, I mean, you know, Madden makes money every time, every single time. Uh, The FIFA, like it's hand over fist. So yeah, I can't imagine why EA Sports didn't give the big, big middle finger earlier and just say, you know what? we're going to move into this mansion and you guys, you can be our gardeners games. You can, you can hang (laughs) out in the garden shed and, you know, still say you're affiliated with us. And yes, Serbini, you're right. FIFA is, uh, the most corrupted organization on the planet. Possibly. I mean, there, (laughs) there's a couple of runners up here. I don't want to, you know, we might want to be in the Olympics someday, so I don't want to, Shove them out of the way. But yeah, so FIFA's stolen that, but they're still going to make so much money off of F1, PGA, uh, baseball, NHL. Apparently, they're, they're going to go into college football again. I'd heard rumors about this. U.S. college football, which will be insane. It
1: will be very expensive because uh, U.S. college athletes can now actually get money for their likeness rights. Yes,
2: we oh, can't shit. give them any gifts, but yeah, you know, their likeness they can actually make money off
1: of. <clears throat>
0: yep. Finally, in Game quick, and hit. quick hits, the Diamond Collection at Fanatical. How do you? What is this? Uh great games for as little as four dollars and sixty cents each. Yeah.
2: now a Mirror PC turned me on to this one. Credit due where credit is due, but yeah, there's actually some interesting ones in here. I mean, if you don't have Dishonored two. You can pick that up. Encased, interesting role playing game, full up four. I mean, no one's ever bought that before. No. Uh, I tried the demo of uh, Road Warden. It seemed interesting, but never actually did buy it. Shotgun King seems amusing. It's chess, but not uh, the Call of Cthulhu game. I did try it.
1: Oh, it was- yeah. I, I why can no one ever create a good call a Cthulhu mythos game
2: I know uh, right? I
1: tried I tried that game and the thing that immediately threw me was it well it was first person but the voice actor for your first person was unbelievably bad um but and so I, I was able to just push past that for a couple of hours into the game and the plot, it was just so bad. Everything was so bad. And I stopped that and returned it. Um, And then I tried the, uh, the sinking city game. um, Mm -hmm. And that one uh, was just as bad, except it was over the shoulder instead of first person. Um, they, They were both terrible. And it's like, you know, this, this property has a, just tons of rich stuff you could pull from to create a fantastic game. The closest good game I've seen to something based on Cthulhu mythos was Control, and that really wasn't based on Cthulhu mythos, but it had no, sort of it, some yeah. of the same ideas in it.
2: Yeah, I still need to play that one. Uh, and then I tried uh, The Wasted Land, which was more of a turn-based shooter thing. And no, it was more just, yeah, you're in trenches and you're fighting against hordes of possessed things. And then just, you know, there was no real RPG to it. There was no character development, except you went solely insane and then would suddenly, you know, just start shooting your own people. There were a couple of rituals you could learn, which were good for like one time, maybe two times to take out the large hordes of, uh, of enemies coming at you and then. The spellcaster went insane and was an enemy. It was just like at least it sort of held that sort of continual madness thing, but it wasn't fun to play at all.
0: Let's move to picks of the week. Normally we start with Josh. Josh isn't here. Jeremy has no, the he's most tilting at windmills. Jeremy has most seniority, so we were going to go with yep. Jeremy.
2: of I'm gonna sw- i switched my pick from something that sort of sort of sort of sort of a sort X3D Ryzen processor up here in Canada too. We were talking about Best Buy earlier. And there is, as long as you pay attention, something really nice about the Best Buy website. Their refurb is actually exceptional. I have bought probably half a dozen machines for random people who are like, I've got four to 500 bucks to spend and that's it. But I wanna be able to do some things. And so their laptops and their desktops, as long as you look and make sure that the uh, refurb place offers again, uh, at least the three month warranty and has more than zero reviews. I have not had a bad experience with this yet. I have found some very decent deals on it uh, that I've been able to set people up with. It's, when you're, you're stuck with someone, because as we've said many times before, I need a new laptop and I need to tell you about what the specs. Are. No, all you care about is the price. You've got <laughs> a price for the laptop you want to spend <laughs> and that's what you're going to get. I'll tell you that brand new, you can get this. A refurb, you can actually get that. Okay, well, I don't trust the refurb. Fine, get the brand new one. Be happy. But I have not yet had a bad buy from the Best Buy refurb. Because I've had less buys, less bad buys from the Best Buy Refurb than I have from Best Buy. So it's worth poking around. Uh, The good ones do not last long because if uh, there are people like me that know about this stuff. But yeah, you can grab some really nice deals. The uh, save 30 bucks in a Surface. Yeah, don't do that. Uh, Well, I'd be tempted to save 1,400 bucks on the Alienware except that is relatively old and I wouldn't trust the seller because there's no reviews. Sort it by stars, take a look around. You can actually find some good stuff. And no, there's probably not any cockroaches on it or at least I have never run into cockroaches before.
3: Uh, That was a response to a YouTube suggestion that there's
2: oh, okay. roach I mean, hey, nice. I have fixed computers where things came out
0: of them. Oh, well, yeah. So I mean, if you I spend enough time on desktop computers, you're going to find yeah. some strange things.
2: But no, if you've got a friend or family member that has a very limited budget and wants something,
0: Best Buy Refer ain't that bad. All right. Great. I, I, I like what you said about checking the um, reputation of the seller, though, because that's oh god, thing. yeah, no. You will Best see some amazing these, deals. It's third party on and like a z- sort yeah.
3: sort by stars was a good call. Yeah. I think.
2: Yeah, yes, yes.
0: Unless the I ratings have are
2: burned bank, but, but all I'm looking at is yeah. Save fourteen hundred dollars on this thing, and like, yeah, you've never actually sold anything before.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Do you even know how to ship things? Do you know what you're doing at all? Mm. Uh, no, you got
2: to drive to Kalamazoo to pick it up. It's a guy named Sebastian selling
0: it. I, I know how to ship. I'm a, I'm a <laughs> okay, uh, who's next? Is it Brett? It's me.
3: Um, I don't think that we've held back in any way in the, in espousing our enthusiasm for the ongoing AM Four platform and socket. I, I really, don't, I think we've made that fairly clear that we're AM Four enthusiasts, and we still think that there is a, a legitimate reason to go out and. Probably build a new one. You're going to be gaming happy if that's your jam uh, with one of those boards. So I came up with a uh, a very reasonably priced uh, ASUS. I'm going to say it that way because that's the way I say it. ASUS Tough, 200 plus dollar board normally priced for 136, 137, essentially uh, from Woot right now, and it's. Uh, I noticed that the board is now sold out. So forget everything that I've just said, unfortunately. Earlier tonight, it was eminently available. Apparently, the deal was too good. It was too hot. That deal has passed. That time has passed. Uh, I've enjoyed talking about it anyways. Uh, It did exist. Uh, Maybe it will exist again. Um, Check back.
2: And if you're
0: listening (laughs) to the recorded version of this, it might be back in stock. Well, I mean, there are great AM4 deals anyway. So just look around. It happens. But... That happens. If, if you this was a nice board. AM5, if you're thinking about taking the plunge and getting DDR5 memory and getting one of those new processors, just get a 5800X3D and an AM4 board, yeah. and you'll yeah. be perfectly <clears throat> fine. Be so very,
3: very happy. Very happy. These are uh, PCIe 4.0 boards, generally speaking.
0: Yeah. Uh, you're going to enjoy them a lot. More than anyone needs. You don't need 5.0. No, you There's don't. There's virtually nothing on 5.0, and there won't be for a couple of years. But by then can will be 7.0 on the latest boards. Sebastian can't even extract maximum
3: performance from the fabulously uh, fast, speedy, crucial NVMe drive on legitimate PCIe 5.0 boards. So
0: (laughs) it's not ready for Do you need that hassle? You don't need that hassle. It's not. But you know what you do need? Kent, your Mm -hmm. pick.
1: Well, uh, in... uh, perfect follow-up to Brett, Uh, I saw what his pick was going to be on the dock and started looking, and I found the aforementioned 5800X3D on Amazon for 307... Oh my gosh, it's actually gone down since I linked it before. It was 307.43 before. Now it's 307.07. And this is ships from and sold by Amazon. It's not... Uh, some crazy seller you've never heard of, um, but they've also even got combos. It looks like since Brett's board is sold out, uh, they've got an ROG Strix B550 with in combination with the 5800X3D for uh, mm. 489. And look at this.
3: tough at the top. That is that is the X570 board that I they pulled it and put in it mode. in this
0: bundle. You know, Amazon yeah, owns I, loot, right? 517. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to agree with Sebastian here, and there's some well, these the sold by on. Amazon, their bundle. Mm-hmm. You get that board for yeah. just over a hundred dollars. That's 110. Well, they actually have that's if you look sweet. down
1: if, they're actually showing a Strix B five fifty board that's even less than that in combo. So strip, under five hundred dollars,
0: yeah, you've got your CPU, you've got your motherboard taken care of.
1: That's, that's an F.
3: Incredible. It's an F-class board, though. So, but
1: that's fine. Yeah, that's, that's mm-hmm. fine with that. No, nothing wrong. Yeah, that board. That board does not have Wi-Fi, but you know, some people don't need Wi-Fi. But still, that um, you could buy that last-gen processor, last-gen chipset. And you're still going to not miss anything in gaming, um, Kent. will be I, I'm absolutely not sure you're, pleased.
3: I'm not sure you're a serious gamer if you're gaming over Wi-Fi. Yeah, gonna I was going to say,
0: we gotta put a we gotta put a wired connection on that PC. Mm, I mean, yeah, yeah. Do you like packet loss? Yeah, I mean, do, do, you, you, like do you like? Would you rather you like download, Would you rather download at 100 megabytes per second or mm-hmm. sixty sixty five? Depending on mm-hmm. you know the day, it's just. I mean,
3: tell us how you really feel about half duplex hmm. and and antenna and antenna hopping and sh- and uh, frequency hopping and sharing. And, so, me- and so here's Nemo. Uh, so here's the me-mo. reason I bring that up.
1: So my PC is always connected uh, to our uh, router with a hard line. Every computer I build for someone, they always want, it doesn't matter if it's a monstrous desktop with water cooling, they want it to have Wi-Fi capability. And of course.
2: And their modem is on the desk beside the computer, of course.
1: Where it can overwhelm
2: with signal.
0: Sebastian, your pick tonight. Yeah, my pick is, uh, it was a necessity because, well, not a necessity. I have an old scanner. Every once in a while, you need to scan things. I know that this modern generation Mm. of, Gen Z people think that a scan is putting a document down and then awkwardly taking a slightly out of focus picture of it with your hand with like, Mm. you know Mm -hmm. but actual flatbed scanners are useful for scanning in documents for, you know, scanning in the occasional photograph, whatever and I have one I have a ScanMaker i320 from Microtech and it is Mm -hmm. very old I bought it on clearance probably 18 to 20 years ago. And it sits on a shelf in my basement until I need to make a scan. And then I have to fire up a Windows XP virtual machine, (laughs) uh, access the USB device from that, install the driver. It never had any support beyond XP. This this is the case with a lot of scanners. Perfectly good hardware that there's never any support beyond Windows XP. So I finally gave in and said, enough, I'm going to get a Windows 10 compatible scanner. And it's not a super high-end scanner by any means. But so it has it's changed your life? It's made my life a lot easier. This thing oh, is just usb 80 bucks? It's cheap. It's 40. all right. All right. It scans up to 600 DPI, which is fine. That's what my old one did. And it's just your typical really cheap flatbed scanner. This one's from Canon. It's the LIDE. I don't know how to pronounce that. LIDE. 400. There's a 300 and a 400. The 400 is double the resolution, so I recommend that for like 20 bucks more. For $81 on Amazon, this thing connects with just a single USB-C cable. It handles power and the connection. And it's it's fairly fast. It, I mean, it's it's essentially the scanner element from one of their all-in-ones. Yeah, mm-hmm. They're multifunction. But Except it's... You can uh, buy it separately, and it's, you know, inexpensive for what it is. I think that'll do it for our podcast this week. I want to thank you for tuning in and possibly even watching and listening this far. If you have, I am amazed. (laughs) Uh, There's so
3: much breakage that happened between back there there
2: and here. You appreciated how (laughs) all of us stood still for at least a little while
0: and had to reconnect. Yes. There were some errors made. There's been some internet connectivity issues for some of us, some microphone issues. But you know what? We did it. We did it live. We did it for you. And we're gonna do it again next week. I think Josh will be back. Um it is it's, it's gonna be who knows? Who knows what's gonna happen. Who knows what new graphics cards there might be to talk about?
1: Anything like that. Who knows?
0: Very exciting. But anyway, until then, good night. Good,
1: good night. night.